A warm welcome to Race Academia with Melan and Joe. We're coming to you from the University of Toronto's Graduate Student Union's Race and Ethnicity Caucus, or REC for short. This podcast came about because we recognize how daunting a task it may be to tackle some of the more complex issues facing racialized people, and we believe being informed is the first step. We need to think broadly about how we have these conversations and be willing to make mistakes. And remember how essential genuinely listening to each other with open minds really is. With that being said, there are two primary goals of Race Academia. First, we will be having conversations about how to have conversations about race and race-related issues, particularly in academia. And in doing so, we hope to become better allies for racially marginalized communities while promoting racial inclusivity. We will be having conversations with people whose expertise is in a topic related to race relations, who may be graduate students, professors, or career professionals. Ultimately, we hope that our conversations plant seeds in our and our listeners' minds that can enhance all of our abilities when having these conversations. When having tough conversations with individuals who do not see the world as you do, it is important to think, how can I help them be able to see a piece of the problem? These tough conversations need to be had if we hope to see change in the world, and it couldn't be more true in academia. Secondly, we aim to showcase the academic work and research of racialized graduate students in order to advocate for racial equity in academic spheres. The student work will more often be about issues facing racialized individuals in the Canadian context, our community at U of T, and beyond. As racialized graduate students ourselves, We know how important it is to have a platform highlighting how the amazing racialized graduate students are contributing to our understanding of race in a variety of disciplines, and we hope to be that platform. Before we go on, we just want to say a bit on the definitions used in this podcast. We will be using the term racialized. While we know there is significant debate about the proper term, we did some research. Based on the Equity and Inclusion Lens Handbook made through the collaboration between the City for All Women Initiative and the City of Ottawa, We found that the term racialized is preferred because it acknowledges the fact that the barriers we face are rooted in the historical and contemporary racial prejudice of society and are not a product of our own identities or shortcomings. This definition best resonates with the goals of our podcast. We recognize that some people prefer to be referred to as people of color or visible minorities or other identifiers, and we very much so respect these. However, for the sake of simplicity, we'll just stick with the one term. We think it's important to note that we are constantly in a state of reflexivity, learning, and unlearning, and we will continue to look at our own views and terminology and shift them as appropriate. We know the topics we discuss will be emotional at times, and we welcome these emotions. We are determined to advocate for the need to feel emotions through empathy to better understand the lived experiences of people facing systemic oppression, which is ultimately what we're here to tackle. So let's get to it. So my name is Meilan. I use she, her pronouns, and I identify as biracial. I am half Chinese, quarter Portuguese, and a quarter Irish, and I'm doing my Master of Public Health in Health Promotion at U of T, and I'm particularly interested in Indigenous and women's health. Um, So Joe and I are the co-directors of Advocacy and Development with U of T's Graduate Student Union's Race and Ethnicity Caucus, or REC, and doing this podcast fits really nicely with our role in REC to promote caucus visibility and implement advocacy campaigns within the U of T community and beyond. And my name is Joe Fulton. My pronouns are he, him. I identify as biracial. I am half black and half white. 
I am a master's student in health services research. My research will be qualitative in nature, looking to learn more about the experiences of black stroke survivors in their post-stroke care. So how did you find out about REC in the first place? Well, actually, uh, I realized that I wanted to be more involved in uh, campus life. And honestly, uh, because of what my research interest is, I thought that, you know, being a part of the Race and Ethnicity Caucus would be an amazing way to kind of start uh, to think more about how I can advocate for racialized communities. Um, and so just uh, looking at, you know, the different organizations that were on uh, UFT's campus, it just was something that I knew that I had to be a part of. And then what also, I know you have quite an interesting story or history with REC. What about you? Yeah, so when I was an undergrad, actually, I went to a REC event in my fourth year. Um, it was called Safe Space for Race and Gender. And I went with my fellow biracial friend, um, and we thought it was so cool because it was sort of like the first time we could reckon with our gender identity and our racial identity. And for me, it was kind of a wake-up call because I was like, wow, I have all these different identities in one person. And I, I was so grateful for the opportunity to have that like self-reflection period. And I really wanted to be able to contribute to the caucus. And so when I came to U of T for grad school, it was almost a no-brainer. And I think it's really interesting that you actually said wake-up call. Um, that's actually something that I think often about, you know, with 2020 um, and the murder of George Floyd. I think that it was a big wake-up call for me in terms of wanting to actually step up to the plate and not just say that, oh, that, you know, inequality is bad, inequities across our society, oh, it's a terrible thing. But just by saying that it's a terrible thing, that's not actually doing anything about it. Just because I can have that conversation, it's more about what I can do to be able to help people, especially in racialized uh, communities who are deeply affected by systemic racism within our society. And I think that within graduate school and graduate studies, I think that's something that we need to really start to evaluate and start to think about moving forward. And I think that's what's great about REC. And that's what we do with REC is start bringing uh, awareness to certain causes, especially, you know, since we had that race and disability um, symposium a few months ago. I think it's really important to be able to have these kind of conversation um, and really move forward. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so I guess before 2020 and before you got involved with REC, how did you how did you connect with your racial identity? Well, I think that for me, my mom uh, is a black woman um, and she really instilled in me what it was to be black. I mean, yes, I may I am what they call white passing. Um, but my mom, for me, she, I was black. That's just kind of the way that she raised me. Um, and so, you know, with that being my identity, and yes, I am biracial, and yes, I do, you know, recognize that I'm both black and white. Um, but, you know, her instilling being uh, a proud black man was really important to me. And so it actually led me to go to Howard University. So if you're unfamiliar with Howard University, it's a uh, a historically black college and university in Washington, D.C. Uh, it is also known as the Mecca. Uh, being able to see um, black excellence in person, because more often than not, I was usually one of the few black people uh, at my school. And so to be able to actually be at a university where it was all black was incredible. And my mom actually went there, too, and she encouraged me that it was really important to be able to 
experience and see what Howard University had to offer. And let's be honest, Kamala Harris, what, what? In the building. I mean, and in the White House at that. Incredible. So, you know, it's, it's something that was really important to me, and that's kind of how I identify. So, but what about you? Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting that you brought up about um, being white passing, because I'm sure as a fellow racially ambiguous person, people come up to you being like, oh, like, what are you? Where are you from? And that brings up a whole other sort of self-reflection. Um, but on top of that, for me, my Chinese identity was really, really tied to, and is really, really tied to my grandparents. Like I'd come home from school and we would start learning Chinese together or my grandmother would make us some Chinese dish that I really, really loved. But as soon as I left their house or as soon as I left the Chinese restaurant, I didn't really feel Chinese. And it's not really something I recognized until recently when I observed that when I introduced myself, I really, really overstressed that I'm only half Chinese. And that's really interesting to me. And I started to reflect on that um, because I'm sure you can attest to this as well. It's a lot easier to be white in this society than it is to be anything non-white. Um, so yeah, but here, that's what brought me to rec as well. Like my self reckoning with my own racial identity and hoping that we can bring that to others as well. Well, and I think that's really important to really be able to discuss and starting to be reflexive and thinking about our own identity and how that actually interacts with society. Cause it's so easy, um, to just allow what social norms or for other people to kind of tell you what it is. And so I think that's kind of what this podcast is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be able to pass on information that is also going to help you to think about your how you interact with society, the way that you think and challenge you. Because it's guess what? We have some thoughts that may not be the best, right? And it may not necessarily be something that's productive for society. And that's not necessarily, it's an old way of thinking. But we have to be able to acknowledge some of those thoughts if we ever hope to change. And especially within society as it is now. 100%. Yeah. So how has that influenced where you are now in academia? Like, have you brought your experience as a racialized person to how you do your research and what you do your research on? I think absolutely. I don't, I, especially because I am looking um, at the experience of black stroke survivors. I think that, you know, how I interact with the world and how my, or my understanding of what uh, systemic racism is and how that is going to affect my research. It has to be something that has to be considered. Um, and I think that for me, I'm coming at this to identify things that are wrong within the healthcare system that may not necessarily be uh, helpful to certain demographics, especially uh, racialized individuals that may not experience the same care, um, especially within my own research. I've seen that Black patients don't receive the same medications. They don't seem to say they don't receive the same rehab services. And if that's just one particular concept within strokes, you can only imagine that it has to be exponentially in other parts of the healthcare system as well. And so how has your understanding of your race helped bring you to where you are today in yeah, terms of um, like what you're going to do at academia? Yeah, yeah. I think what you said actually is pretty much exactly what brought me to where I am. Like the, the idea that race is a social determinant of health. It's like a very unavoidable realization once you really, really think about it. And I think that's one of the reasons, um, like I don't have my specific thesis or anything. That's not part of my program, but um, health promotion broadly is very focused on the social determinants of health, including race and how to develop and support social structures and institutions that can allow people to have 
choice over things that influence their health. Um, but more, most importantly to me, which I think is why I chose health promotion, is that health promotion is very grounded in social justice and equity advocacy. And race-related issues are unavoidable when you're trying to achieve those things. So I really like that this program is an opportunity for me to add my passions for uh, healthcare and biomedical sciences, plus my drive for creating a more socially just and equitable world, um, including and mostly for things to do with race. And and I, I also, and to be honest with you, we actually, one of the reasons how we kind of found out and kind of, you know, got to know each other better was that we were in that social determinants of health class. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it was, it was actually, it was just a really interesting, just class in general to just realize just how much, you know, where we live, you know, our race, our gender, um, our sexual orientation and how that deeply affects, you know, our health. And so I think that, yeah. you know, in the future, we're definitely going to be able to talk more about this. And I'm uh, really excited to be able to do that. Me too. I'm super excited for this podcast. Normally, this is the point in our episodes where we highlight the work of current racialized graduate students at the University of Toronto. These snippets will be a couple minutes long and are meant to inform you and will hopefully guide you to have impactful conversations with the people you spend time with. We can only hope for lasting change through daily actions and conversations may be a great place to start. Thank you so much for listening to the first ever Race to Academia podcast, and we hope you'll join us in two weeks for our second episode. This podcast was brought to you by UTGSU's Race and Ethnicity Caucus executive team. The music was created by Christine Kion, and the artwork was created by Karen Fang and Kashana Danvers. And thank you to the rest of the executive team, Elaine Kagulata, Danica Chaharlangi, Miriam Karim, and Sylvia Vong for all your support. <laughs>